0: Good morning, everybody. You guys have been prayed for. We'd like to jump right on into the Word of God. How many people are excited about being here? I say that every week, and, and I, I hope to hear more and more and more. So how many people are excited about being here? Yeah. Man, that's what I'm talking about. I love it. I love it. So this morning, uh, I guess you could see the bullseye here in the middle of our, our title, Focus. And this was almost called the message, buddy didn't preach on. And I want to give you a little behind the scenes. Uh, this is in Acts chapter 3. And many of y'all know that's one of my favorite, favorite chapters of, of the Bible, especially of Acts. And so as I was pouring over the Word this week, I said, well, man, Acts chapter 3 comes up. And I go, yeah, I preached on that before. So, yeah, it's probably just because it's, it's one I really, I really like. And so the week goes on. I'm praying some more. I'm going this way and going that way. And it comes up again in my spirit. I go, okay, what's going on here? Finally, three times the charm, right? God's like, I'm going to show you something fresh and new. And so, as we said many times, it's amazing as we go through God's word and we read something and we really think we wring out all the blessings of it, God refills it and gives us some more. So I, I pray if you, you know this story, great. I believe God's going to show us some fresh revelation. I know he sure did for me. And I want to pass that on with you guys today. So I, I just want to give you a little backstory: of what's going on. Uh, this is This is really amazing. This is right after Pentecost. This is right after Jesus ascended to heaven. And so the disciples, this is a real transitional moment for them because now Jesus is gone. The teacher's gone, you know? But don't forget, he didn't leave them high and dry, right? God doesn't leave us high and dry. He said it's good for them. He talks about in Acts 1.8. He says, when I leave, I'm going to send one just like me, the Holy Spirit. You're going to receive power on high. Well, guess what? Their spiritual training wheels are getting ready to come off. This is where the rubber meets the road. And so this is really exciting story when he starts talking about, man, what, what in the world do we got going on? We think about this in our life sometimes. Well, you know, I know that works at church, and I know, you know, this is, this is good because my grandma's been praying for years. Let me tell you, God works in you and through you when you're available. I want you to hear that. So how many people we got available today? Amen. Amen. So you're going to see how God uses these two men. And i got a little reading to unpack some stuff here. But I also want to tell you this. This is actually the first miracle recorded by the disciples after Jesus has ascended. So I'm, I'm building this thing up, man. I'm telling you, I did a little studying on this thing, and it's really, really cool. And what happens is we get to see the beautiful touch of God through his people. Unlimited power for the church. That's what God has given us, this unlimited power. We, we kind of tap out, but we need to tap in. You see what I mean? We need to be boldly coming to the throne of grace and speaking the word of God. We see the gospel preached here. We see salvation come. We see restoration. We see people delivered. So we need to focus. And I always try to to bring out one of the main portions of text. And and so I started out with this because it's going to play into it. And it says right here, John and Peter went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. You say, well, how are you going to preach on that? Well, watch what God's going to do, and through his help, I pray that we get just a fresh revelation. Everybody doing good? Say amen. All right, got a little unpacking here to do, so preaching isn't in a teaching, like I always say. We're going to read a little bit, kind of unpack it, read a little bit, unpack it, all right? So let's start out with this. If you've got your Bibles, it's in Acts chapter 3, and starting in verse 1, okay? And it says, one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 o'clock. Now, normally they would go like 9, 3, and then when the sun set. So how many people know they, they were involved? They didn't just go on Sunday, they went often, amen? That's a good point to look at. So we come on in here, verse 2, it says, Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts, all right? Now, later on in the book of Acts, and I've got to kind of trim this down for our time here, as we study through the book of Acts, it'll tell you that this man was, was, was crippled and lame since birth, and he's about 40 years old. He's never walked before. That's a good point to understand here. Forty years, this is what's happening here. And, and over time and time and time, we see four decades go by, and what's happening is he's, he's unable to fend for himself, but what's going on is he has to turn around and rely on others. Amen? So that's what we're seeing here. I wonder how many times they have passed that guy by. Just think about that. And the regular day-to-day thing. What I want you to see here today is that many times, and I've said this, this was the Lord's been teaching me, and I want to pass it on to you guys. God is working in us and through us as we go, in the midst of our, our, our regular day. Sometimes we think it's just when we're all prayed up. Sometimes we think just when, man, I tell you what, I really feel like I'm tuned in. Well, you know what? How many of y'all notice sometimes on, on a day that maybe you don't feel like you got very much power, or maybe you feel like you just want to stay in bed, you see the hand of God moving in those very situations. So let's jump back in here. So verse 3, so when, Peter, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked at him, looked straight at him, as did John, and then Peter said, Look at us. He was direct. Look at us. So the man gave his attention, I want you to see that. Expecting to get something from them. Let me ask him. I asked this early on, how many people come expecting today to experience something from God today? I pray you did. I pray you did. Well, I don't know what you need. God knows what you need. But not only that, we come to praise the Lord. We come to to dig in and we come to honor what God's done. And we're going to see how when we honor God, God works through us and in us. Amen? I like to say it this way. He works in us so he can work through us. How about that? Well, let's keep on rolling here. So many times we look at different things and we miss out on the awesomeness of God because we think, well, it's just another day. I'm just going to church. I mean, it's Sunday. I'm going to go to church. I wonder how many people you pass on the way here that maybe are not going to church. Maybe they don't have a church home. How about your neighbor when they see you leave every week? I wonder, they say, I wonder where they're going. Have you asked your neighbor? Do they want to come? Have you prayed for folks in your neighborhood? Just saying, you know, different things. Because what happens is we start seeing time and time we just get ho-hum. The baseline just goes, yeah, just another day. Another day in the neighborhood, right? How many people go to work and just say, that's the same old thing, different day, right? Same old stuff. I pray that this message opens our eyes to look at things a little differently this week, starting today. So let's go back in here. Verse 6. Then Peter said, silver gold I do not have, but what I have I'll give you. You know, they work with what they had. See, a lot of times we don't think we have much. Let me tell you, if you're a believer in Christ, you have much. You have the name of Jesus. You have Holy Spirit living in you. You have the word of God dwelling in you. In you so, man, we got to let him out. He says, But what I do have, I'll give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankle became strong. Let's stop right there. This man has never walked before, ever. I'm going to tell you, after a couple of knee surgeries, it looked like I had never walked before. And I needed people to grab hold of me and and crutches and all this, and take him by the right hand and stand him up. Notice this, and we'll talk about it a little later, but I want to hit this. Maybe I'll hit things a couple of times because I don't want you to miss it. He didn't just get healed as soon as he spoke the word. When he engaged, when he got into it, when he went over there and said, hey, come on, I'm with you. Maybe sometimes that we need to engage just a little bit more so we can see the fullness of the the miraculous. Amen. We go, well, I'm praying with one eye. Well, I don't really see anything. Well, you know what? We just hold fast to faith. Let's keep on rolling he jumped to his feet and began to walk and then he went with them into the temple courts walking and jumping and praising God think about this this man from what I did some more study, he had never even been in the temple he's always on the outside he's on the porch it's called the gate beautiful give you a little background that was they call it Solomon's colonnade a fancy word for porch okay all marble Got these big old poles and things up there. All this, this, what I studied in there, they said it's all marble. Can you imagine? I like marble. You ever go into a foyer of a house? That kind of sets the stage of the house. You open it and go, wow. But let me see, the wow factor in here was not the the trimmings. It was who God decided to use in the midst of all that. God could have done the miraculous on the side of the road. God could have done it right out here at Nine Cedar Road. And I believe He is doing some miraculous things right here, Amen. When I hear the testimony and see what God's doing through His people, it excites me. It is awesome. So here we go. He's jumping up, praising God. Then look at this in verse ten. It says like, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And look at this. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Man, can you imagine if that was today? And that happened. And the news got out there and they go, boom, what happened? Man, they used the name of Jesus. This man never walked. He's out there walking. We're going to cut to a commercial. What we think happened was this. What we believe to happen is he he probably just had a little kink in his back and he was able to work that out. And the barometric pressure and everything worked just so, so he could, huh, would they use the fake news on that? The world continues to try to deflate what God's doing. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, man. And you go to another channel. What's happening? Oh, yeah, well, we heard... You can't rely on that guy. How long have you been going to church here? Well, yeah, okay, you know, back and forth. I could just see him trying to just tear down all the, the witnesses, you know? Oh, but God's got a much grander plan. We're going to jump into this. We're going to jump on into this. So everybody knows where we're coming from with this. He was focused on the faith, he was focused on the word. He put his faith in what they said. What did he say? The name of Jesus. How often do we miss that? We just kind of tack it on to the end of our prayers in Jesus' name. No, man, we're declaring it. When we say, in Jesus' name, we're saying, boom! We're signing this bad boy with the, with, with the word of Christ. We're signing this thing with the, the author and finisher of our faith, man. In Jesus' name, it's going to be done. Come on. That's what I'm talking about there. We just go, yeah, well, in, in Jesus' name. Man, we need to become some prayer warriors. Now, I don't mean i got to jump up here and go, all right, I'll do it right now.
1: Y'all going to
0: hell. No, I don't think that's going to be what we need to hear all the time. Sometimes we may need to hear that. But what I'm going to tell you right now is we're talking about the name of Jesus that rescued people from hell, that brings healing, that sets us back on the path. Everybody focus now. All right. That's what I'm talking about. So we need to do what? We need to pay attention. How many people that their mom and dad said you need to pay attention? And again and again, I'm going to tell you what, I got some really good one liners in here, man, that the Lord was showing me. I, I pray that you guys get excited as I do about this. This is a powerful message that God's got for us today. Let's take a look at this. Take a look at this now. Preaching to me first. For any real quality change to take place in our life, it requires attention. You don't drift on course. I have never, ever in my life accidentally overate and got fat or not known it. I just can't believe it. I just don't understand. I just, I mean, do you? I just can't, you know. Next thing you know, out here like this, look like Alfred Hitchcock. Good evening. What happened? I ate the whole thing. That's what happened, Mikey. I ate everything. You know, it's, it's, it's on, you know what you're doing, you got to come around, but I need to pay attention. So if I want to see any quality change, see what happens if we want change and, and we go, well, it didn't happen fast enough, you know. I, I see people sometimes, you know, they go, well, I went to church, I tried that. You tried it? Why don't you just live it and receive it? Feed on it. I've been trying it for probably 30 years now. and it's still going. I'm still trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. Tasting, I like that better. And seeing that the Lord is good. So when we look at this, we must be pur- pur- purposeful. Let me slow down. Purposeful to grow, to experience the things that God had placed before us. We need to move to action. Remember I said he, he got up. He, when, when, when Peter and John speaking, they fully expected that man to get up. He said, hey, I don't have any silver, don't have any gold, brother. Let me tell you what I got. In the mighty name of Jesus of Nazareth, get up and walk, man. Come on. And then he didn't get up. He said, come on. I said, get up, boy. Let's go. What happens if if we prayed like that? Everybody said, you probably wouldn't have many friends. You might have more friends than you know. He said, he's a little excited about that. They guys were excited. You know what? You read through there. We don't have time to to go through all of it. I encourage you to read chapter 3 and 4 this week. And and, and it gets good until you keep finishing the whole book. Okay? (laughs) Keep on going. But check this out. He, he says this, and he looks at this, and he grabs him by. We, we connect our faith and action to what we pray for. That's what I want us to see here. Our attention. Man, they were focused. Let's see what else we got here. Often the place of God's activity is the very place of our attention. If you're not looking for it, you might not see it. Amen? How many things has God set before you, and you just walk on by? I see it over and over and over. This week, I'm going to tell you. You know i got a restaurant story, right? i got a restaurant story. I go, about every Saturday, I go to my buddy's, buddy's restaurant for titties. I'm just giving to give you a plug there but so everybody knows where I'm at. So I go by there, and man, this place is pumping. So first off, I'm like, oh, where am I going to sit? Where am I going to sit? And I, I start to sit down. I sit in the booth, and I see more people coming in. And I said, well, I'll just sit at, the, at the, the, the kitchen bar there. I kind of like sitting by the kitchen bar because I'm talking to my buddy because he's, he's cooking. Right. And he's telling jokes and he's cooking and we're talking about the Lord. We talk about last night and everything else. I said, I got up here because I want to sit. I want to see the show. Right. he's doing this. Yeah. Doing all this. And every time I've sat at the lunch counter, I've made a friend. A <clears throat> couple weeks ago, hung out with a police officer. You know what his name was? Emmanuel. I said, God, what? He said, you do that. I said, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Week before that, I sat with a, with a couple. I said, how are you doing? They said, it's not so good. We lost our son. That is definitely not past the gravy conversation. I got to pray with them. So this week, man, they were busy. So they're over there, and there's a guy there, and I said, hey, is anybody sitting here? He said, yeah, let me me help you, and I'll move the stuff over to the side. I mean, this is why I love it. It's like going home. It's like being at your mom's house. I mean, there's stuff there, people coming in, Uncle Joe's here and everything else, and there's food here and this, and you just move it over to the side and say, hey, this is what I want. Right? If you're going in there for, for, for five-star dining with your suit on, you're gonna to have to have your suit clean because it's gonna smell like grease when you leave. I'm just telling you, but I love it. I love it. Your hair be your hair is gonna be like this be like this, coming back down there. I come home, Denise said, I said, Hey baby, how you doing? She said, What'd you have today? <laughs> A chili dog. Yeah. So anyway, I get in there and the guy says, hey, let me, let me, let me move. So, you know, they got the coats on it. And, and let me tell you, those little stools are like this. You, you got to be a people person because what happens is you're going to get like egg on you and everything. You're like, you're like doing this. Everybody says, let's get a drink. And everybody goes like this. You got to drink at the same time because it's tight, man. It's tight. All right, I'm going for the biscuit. All right, everybody. I heard I get with just like this. But I love that. That's crazy, man. I, I just do. I love people. So the guy starts to move stuff and everything. And I noticed that he's just using his left hand because he ain't got a right hand i thought he just had it in his coat but but evidently he didn't have all of it but he was still willing to move to make room for me and i started talking to the guy and we we're talking about where he come from and everything else seeing what's going on and then there's a guy that i met a couple of times who comes in here he's a big old jovial guy just happy as could be except he can't hear nothing he's deaf he wrote on a napkin one day, this, that, and everything else. So yesterday, I was waiting for my mom. Ma- I got my order. I'm waiting for mama's order. And we're hanging out. So I'm just hanging out. And, and you know, I'm a people watcher. Ain't a Miss Debbie. I'm watching. Check it out. So I'm watching. I'm looking. I said, man, this place has got all walks of life in here. I love it. White, black, everything. Old, young, tattooed, non-tattooed, hair sticking up, hair falling out, Everything. I said, right, man, this, I said, I said, I talked to myself, I said, I took a picture, I went, like I should have put it in here, I said, this is going to be just like heaven, you're going to have everybody in there, man, everybody that believes on the name of Jesus, so then, I'm waiting, I'm checking a few things, and, and you know, how many people do this, I'm going to just be honest, you take a picture of your, your food and then send it to your friend, <laughs> look at this omelet, wish you were here, right, so I'm looking at that, and the guy sitting beside me, he's going, I said, he wants some coffee. I got it down now. Then he reached over there and I said, okay. I said, how you, how you doing? Good. And he turns around and, and he, he points to my, my phone. He goes,
1: I said,
0: he said, take my picture.
1: <laughs> I said, all right. Boom, he's like this. I got it on my phone. I said,
0: like, all right, dude. He's just happy as can be. And we're just going, and I mean, they're just going, they're, they're slinging stuff and all this. Boom, there goes a pot in the pan. Well, get something else over there. <laughs> Keep on going, man. I'm loving it. I'm loving it like this. And, they say, and then they are getting a little bit in the back, sound like family. What are you doing? I told you it was for home fries. You didn't say there was onions on home fries. Oh, we need somebody else coming in. We'll be right with you. Somebody else over there is cleaning the table off like this, man. You know, I know you all want to go now, don't you? I love it. It's good food. And the price is right. And you're going to meet some friends, even if you don't even have any when you get there. I eat by myself a lot, but I never end up eating by myself. I got all types of friends. I go to certain places. They go, hey, this Buddy, what's going on? What's going on? Hey. Because I take that time, man. I want to focus. I want to put my attention on people. So here I am. What, two weeks ago, a guy almost died in there. Not from eating. It's good food. But from a blood clot, I met a blind lady. I met a man that, that, that has difficulty with his hand. I met a guy that, that can't hear. And they're all God's people. Isn't that something? See, look at this story. How many times do people just walk by people? Jesus jumps in the middle. That's why I like sitting in the middle of the lunch counter. Where do you think Jesus was going to be? Excuse me, I called ahead. Oh, that's my table in the front there. <laughs> no, he probably went out there and head around. What do y'all want? Got an apron on and everything else. Hey, you want home fries with that? All right. We got some Holy Ghost home fries. All right. That's good. Praise the Lord. Ooh, all right. You know, I, I, I try to picture what would Jesus do in these everyday life situations? And that's what I want to do. How about you guys? So look at that. Often the place of God's activity is in the very place of our attention. I had my attention yesterday looking because of this message just really geared it up. Lord, where are you at work at? Right here. Got to encourage this guy. Got to encourage this person over here. How about you guys? Let's take a look at this. But many times we can find ourselves asking and pleading for God. Look at this. Lord, show me my purpose. Lord, I want to be involved. I want to get involved in some situations. Lord, you know, put somebody in my path that I could pray for. You know? How about the lady at work that goes, oh, you're just not going to believe what happened today. Oh, she leaves. Susie comes back a little later. Oh, I tell you, this is going on in my family. And all the time you go, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, distraction times. Well, what has happened is your attention should have been focused on Susie because God's bringing her to you to speak into her life. We're going to talk about that. See, a lot of times, and I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but I'll say it a couple of times. A lot of times the things that we think are distractions are not, they're divine appointments, but we're too busy to slow down and say, man, what would God do with this? Let's keep on rolling. Some more here. The place of change you are looking for is the place of your God-directed focus. Now, let me try to explain that. The change you're looking for has to do with where you're focusing. Are you focusing it in God's direction or the world's direction? You know what? I was looking one day. They said one of the most written books are self-help books. Isn't that amazing? How to get tall, how to get short, how to get fat, how to get happy, how to get this, how to get well, how to get this. How to pick up chicks, how to lose old fat guys. I don't know. Whatever it is. They, they got a book for everything. You know, and and so we'll run to that. But if you want to know what's going on in life, you need to run to this. We need to open God's word. He speaks to everything that we will ever deal with in life, in his word. So we need to be putting our our focus and our attention in in, in place of that of God. Put our focus on what God is doing up in here, all right? I'm looking at this, uh, and I want to just read through some of my notes. And, and, and right here, I'm just saying, you know, when, when Jesus is, is sharing some of these things and we look back through his stories and his life, it's just amazing. We talk about, man, how in the world uh, this activity is going on here? I just missed this. And how is it that somebody else seems to always have these divine appointments and I don't? How is it that somebody, else, maybe they're looking, maybe they're focused on a few more things. Maybe not. Maybe they're just available. Amen. That hurts sometimes, but I, I tell you, that's the truth. And so over and over, we plead with God, we plead with God, but God has already set things in motion. And what happens is we get the disconnect because we think it's got to be just the way we think it's going to look like. Surely it's going to be like this. Many of y'all, I won't re-preach last week's sermon. I was obedient, I felt like, what God asked me. I went and visited somebody, and when I left there, I was still like, I don't know what just happened. But maybe it was that God was just going to say, are you going to be obedient? But I can tell you this, I have been in prayer for the people that I met that day on a regular basis, maybe that's what it was about. Maybe there's, I'm, I'm still digging into Word and going, Lord, show me more and more about that. But what happens is, I want to give you a couple examples in the Bible that, that just show us in the midst of things we really need to put our attention on the Lord. How about this? Many of y'all know the, the story about the disciples in the boat. I talk about it many times. They think, man, first they think, man, it's a storm. What's going on? And then they see something coming across the land. I mean, across from the other side of the land, out on the water, and they go, it's a ghost. But they put their attention a little bit more and they find out it's Jesus. And then Peter jumps out of the boat. We all know the story. And as his attention was on the Lord, he was walking on water. He was doing the miraculous. He was in the midst of that divine encounter. But when his attention shifted from the Lord to the water, when our attention shifts from the Lord to the world, we start to lose our footing sometime. But even then when he focused back on God, he brought him back in. What about that? Remember that story? Over and over we see that. There was a couple more I wanted to share through here. You know, when we look at different things, Jesus is preaching to the multitudes. And this was this would probably I, I would probably fit in this story. I'm going, Jesus this is almost time to eat what are you want to do? We gonna break for lunch? <laughs> I know I would. I know I would I'd be like it's almost it's quarter eleven. We usually to go to lunch right now. You know and he goes, "Well, you feed them." What do you mean, you feed? I go over to man, little Johnny, what you got? I got two pieces. I got a fish, a couple of pieces of fish and five loaves of bread. Come on. Bring him on back. See what happens is, we start focusing on the wrong thing. We 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 don't focus we focus on our lack instead of the Lord. That makes sense? We go, well, "That's not going to work." Anybody got any naysayers they work with? Amen. Let's just pray for them all, all them naysayers. They need Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Probably preaching to us first. That's not going to work. What are you thinking? You know, all that stuff. And then when it works, you want to do the victory dance. You know, you want to go, yeah, what I tell you, what I tell you, you know, and everything else. But you go, huh. yeah, okay, well, we'll just press on. And inside you're going, I told you. I told you, right? But we want to be humble, right? Lord, help us in those areas. We just, we just went over that in Tuesday night. So that's good stuff there. What else? So he takes that, and he ends up feeding 5,000 people. Is God able? Is God willing? We are not limited in our resources with God. We start limiting God because we won't release the, the faith into the resources, if that makes sense. We just need to trust him and believe in those things. Amen? He turns that around. All those things, man. God is constantly showing us this. What about this in the regular natural? Moses in the burning bush. He runs from God's call to to rescue his people. He goes out, he's out in the desert and everything else, and he turns around, and he's walking by a bush. Now, this is what I understand from from studying this from time to time. It wasn't so much that the bush was burning, because that that happens sometimes. What happened was the bush was not being consumed. You know what what I wonder? I wonder if we get there, and he goes, God's sitting there, and we're talking. He goes, do you know how many times I had to set that bush on fire for they got to see it? You know, think about it. Here he goes again. Here he goes. Look in the bush. The bush. You know, what is he saying? What? Are, how many times did he walk by the guy at the beautiful gate? Yeah, oh man, I'll tell you, we got to get to this prayer meeting. You know, stepping right over. What do we do? Oh Lord, I can't wait to get to church and everything. Oh, I know. It looks like it looks like that lady's broke down. Hey, get out of the way! I gotta get to church. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just trying to get my battery jump. I gotta get to church. I hope that's not us. You know. So we need to watch those things. And it sounds funny when we pull it up like that, but really, there's probably a lot of things we do. We, starting with me too. Let's see what's going on here. Take a look at this. Some distractions can be attention killers. And I just named a few right there. We think, oh man, what's going on with this? Oh, I ain't got time for that. Let's just name a few. I'm sure you guys can add some. How about text messaging? There's good stuff with Texas. Text message, that can, that can be a distraction. And, and notice I put just can be attention killers, right? How about this? I was on a roll on this. Cell phones, it's on at all times. You got your email hooked to your cell phone. You got an app for this. You got an app for that. You got your bank statements coming in. You got the Groupod thing. You got to check your grades online. You got to sign up for something else to order online. You got to double check and make sure, where in the world is my stuff from Amazon, right? All those things. And every time they move the thing, it goes ding, ding. Oh, man, my, my new body gel is almost here. <laughs> We're in a meeting, you know. Ding. Hey, it's, it's, it's in Newport News. And then everybody goes, it's out for delivery. Woo, yeah, it's getting close now, you know. And you get there, and it's the wrong size, the wrong type, or whatever. But it's, so it's just some distractions. Think about that. Oh, there's more. What else? Checking the grades. Oh, oh, oh. how about this? How, oh, I wish I had my phone. Yeah, how about this? And, and you know what they say? When I take a picture, I just go, "I go, golly, my nose is so big." And then everybody goes, "No, you never take a picture this way. You take it this way." Now it's like, "Now my nose looks like I have an arm on my face." It's just, <laughs> it ain't gonna help, you know. My long, my arm is not long enough. Tim, can you take that selfie? Yeah. And we get it all that, and then we got to send it to everybody. And if they don't do this, woo 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 woo. And I don't understand. Nobody looked at that. Nobody watched that. Nobody did that. Nobody cared. Oh, my goodness. I don't care. I don't care. You know? But we get so attracted. What about this? Videos, Facebook, Snapchat, stock options, selfies, pictures of the restaurant food. (laughs) Let me take that one out. (laughs) Got to Google a recipe. Got a three-way calling. and you got a Fitbit. I just got this Fitbit. I'm all the time, I'm doing this. Hey, how's everybody doing? I'm checking my blood pressure. I think I'm going down. You know? I didn't sleep good last night. I need to run. These things are amazing, but sometimes they can get you sidetracked. If you sit too long, it'll go, eh, time to move. Time to move. You need somebody to tell you it's time to move. Maybe you do. I don't know. All these gadgets. And, and, and what happens is they start running our life instead of the Word of God, setting the precedence in our life, man. And, and that's just me. I'm not saying that these things are bad. I'm just saying, It's not good all the time. We gotta set the priorities. We choose our priorities each day. You made it a priority to come here today. I mentioned this again. Raise your hand if your power went out and you didn't have any power when you left. Praise God, y'all came anyway. You could have said, Oh, I can't get my hair just right, I'm not gonna go, and I got a wrinkle and this and all that. I just can't go to church. It wouldn't matter to me if y'all come in here and say, Hey, I didn't sleep all night, man. Pray for us. Pray for the power to come back on. You know? That's what that's what real church is. And that's why I like eating at that restaurant, because it's real people. Real situations. I mean, I love it. That's what it's going to be. That's ministry, man. You know? Not saying you can't do ministry in the church, but we gear up here so we can go out there and do the ministry that Jesus calls us to do. It's always been his plan for us to do the ministry, right? That's why he gives us this Holy Spirit. He, he doesn't go out there and say, well, good luck, fellas. It's not like some of the things, you know, you're in a big thing and they're getting ready to go in and and, and it's 500 to 10, but you guys are a tough bunch, okay? Break on three. One, two, three, boom. They're ready to go. No, Jesus said, hey, look, it's a good thing that I'm going away because you're going to receive power on high. You're not going to go without, man. I've, I've given you the Holy Spirit. And just to seal the deal, Soon as they start walking out and they call on the name of Jesus, they see the Holy Spirit working through them, the power of the name of Jesus moving. Can you imagine that? It's like your first big win on a football team. The coach said, Hey, look, I'm not gonna be able to make it today, but you can handle it. Bonnie, you're the coach. Get out there and get them. That's what I'd be doing. And then you win and you go, yes! Yeah, you're out there doing the Elvis. You know, yeah, hey, I'm ready. Yeah, I would be out there getting with it, man. I'd be so excited. Did you see what Jesus did? I'd have my little juice can and a string going. Now, hear this. Can you all hear this? Jesus just healed somebody. But now, like I said, what did they say? Well, I don't know. I think I thought them guys slipped in some muscle relaxers. We're going to drug test him and see if it's really a miracle. You know they would do that? I mean, that's today, right? You know they would. Well, we got to wait for everybody. The guy just healed, got healed. Man, let's keep on going. So think about it. You guys are going to have your attention on what God's doing this week. Amen? Amen? All right. Or maybe what you don't even think he's doing. Just be focused on those opportunities. All right. So we've got to set the priorities. Look at this. Let's go back here. Verse 1, we talked about it a little bit. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. I know I talked about that a little bit. But we seem to gloss over that. Let me tell you what I've learned from studying the Bible. And I'm, I'm still a student of the Word. Amen? But if God wrote it down, there's a reason he put it in there. So don't just gloss over it. Ask him to show you. See, I I thought I wasn't being prideful or anything. I was just like, man, I've preached that story before. But I hadn't looked at it from this angle. Ask God when you're studying his word. Lord, show me a new revelation of this thing. Lord, unpack some more because I know your word is full. So we look at this. We can just gloss over it. So the scripture says, look, this is just an everyday trip. Just an everyday thing. And this is what I talked about a little earlier. The minute they were focused on their priorities on God, he was setting the stage for the miraculous. The Bible did not say, well, it was Christmas. Well, it was Easter. It was a special festival. It was just a regular day. Today's a regular day, right? But we serve amazing God that's with us every day, everywhere, everywhere we go. Went to a basketball game last night, right? And I took my buddy, I hadn't been hanging out with him in a while. We went, <laughs> and we were on the elevator. And he started laughing. He said, you going to tell me about Jesus? You're going to tell me about Jesus? I said, I ain't too busy. Ding, they got off. Some of them got up before I could get going. But you know what I did? I, I, I can't help it. I got on there. There was a lot of people in there, right? This is a little side note. A lot of people. I said, How many people are supposed to be on there? they counting up and everybody like this. And so it takes off, and I start going like this. Is it supposed to do that? They don't know it's me. I'm going, you're supposed to do that? man. Well, we need to pray. <laughs> my mother said, you got to stop, man. you got to stop. I said, man, that's a, that door, is that door opening? Whew. I have a good time being saved. How about y'all? I get that thing going like that. What, what's that? Well, I'll get with my buddy. Yeah, I just got this new car. You want to go for a ride? Yeah, oh, man, let's go for a ride. That's cool, man. And I learned this from my old brother-in-law. We'd go somewhere. He said, hey, what, wrap that thing up again. I'd give it a little gas. go, Whoa. he got his hand out the window with his wedding ring on the side of my mirror going, I said, what? I just changed the oil. He said, did you put the plug in? I said, yeah, I put the plug in. He said, something ain't sounding right. <laughs> oh, man, what does that have to do with this? You know, just living your life, man. There are so many opportunities. You got to laugh. You got to laugh at yourself sometime, man. You got to have fun. But this was a regular day for them. It wasn't Christmas. It wasn't Easter. It wasn't a special festival time. But God was doing an amazing thing. In the midst of an average day, extraordinary God was doing amazing things. Look at this. Man, look, when we think about prayer, we're going to the prayer meeting. Prayer is giving your attention to God, putting Him as a priority. How about putting God in the middle of the story? How about putting a focus on Him? The underlying message, man, focusing on Him. man. We gloss over it over and over and over. But, man, how much do we really pray about the opportunities that God sets before us? I said a little bit before, you know, we we say, Lord, I just want to be used by you today. We man, we get these beautiful prayers in the morning, don't we? Wake up, Lord, thank you for raising me up. Thank you for my little bunny flip flops, Lord. Thank you for you know the coffee pot's working. Right? I've heard that today. Everybody said, "How y'all doing?" He said, "We didn't have any coffee. You know, the power's out." But ever said, I, I, "He said I got the old percolator one out there and turned it on my gas grill." I said, "Boy, you guys from West Virginia know how to get it done." He ain't going to slow a coal miner down, baby. He's like, oh, we'll, we'll get this. Honey, don't worry. We're on it. Boop, 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 boop. He made sure you was, you was cared for didn't he? Woo! Man, we have a good time up in here. But putting God as a priority. Look at this. How about this? This was not a compromise, but, what, but it was a priority. What, how much do we compromise in our walk with the Lord? Not to beat you up, just to make us kind of set our priorities. Now, let me just say, I'm not jumping on anybody, missing church, this and that. I know other things happen, everything else. But let me tell you, if we're not careful, the priorities that we set in our family and our kids see, they'll follow through. If you make sure little Johnny is at church all the time, and I'm not, let me make sure I say this here. I want you guys to get the message. I'm not beating anybody up. Little Johnny's on a travel team. They play on Sundays. Well, guess what? Jesse and Thomas. If y'all made a travel team, praise God, we ain't going. After church, we'll go. I want them to know that that's a priority. Okay? You see what I'm saying? I'm not taking anything away from that or whatever. Hey, maybe you can go to church in the evening or whatever. But you don't want to move your priorities off of that. Deal. Because if they see that we can, I mean, we're, we're, that's what we're teaching them. Right? We're just showing. well, I mean, it is important, but, you know, you know we're just going to do this. Well, what happens when they, they want to, well, I'm just going to stay out all night. Or I'm just going to do this. Set that priority. Say, hey, you know what? For me and in my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And guess what? I can tell you at Four Shirtle Circle where we're at, we don't always serve them the best. We serve them daily. I try to be faithful in that. And I try to, what I try to do is, is make the course corrections when I go, wow, that was not a good plan, guys. That was not a good plan. And this is why. You ever have your kids out and you get this feeling you like, call them. Call them now. You know? Check in. Kids, if you listen, or young folks, or folks that are still grown, Thomas, because I still call you, what are you doing? Everything cool? Sometimes you just get that check in your spirit, right? And do do you just say, oh, it's probably nothing, or do you stop and pray for your family? You say, man, why did God lay that on my heart? Be obedient to those things. Set the priorities to pray over your family. I know most of you guys do, but I just want to bring it back center line. Bring it back center line. You know, I know grandmama told me this years and years ago. And maybe, I, she said she had been praying for her kids on who they were going to marry. So you stuck, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, grandmama. She said, I had been praying for those who, that, that, that God would bring into my kids' and grandkids' life. How often do we do that? I hope he finds Mr. Wright. she finds Mr. Wright. you know, this and all these different things. Uh, I hope they find somebody that's godly. I hope we find the one that God has set apart for them and that will build them up and not tear them down. Not pull them away from the things of God, but pull, draw them to the things of God. That's my prayer. I don't care how much they make. I don't care what, what color their hair is or any of that stuff. Man, I pray that they are equally yoked. I pray that that God would, would put people in their life to bring the gold out of them. Amen. That's my prayer, you know. You know, I tease with Denise and stuff all the time. She teases with me all the time. But I'm gonna tell you, I love my wife, right? I tell people all the time. I said, "Man, I'm married up, dude." You tell me there ain't no answering prayer. Come on now, you know. I showed my brother. We went to uh, Jesse's workout thing. We was doing something, and he's. I was showing a picture of Car, and he said, "He said, who's that?" I said, "That's my baby." He said, "You done good," and I appreciate that. But but the other side, I said, "What, so what are you trying to say?" <laughs> You know, when somebody sees a picture of your husband and your wife they go, oh, who is that? That's my wife. She seems nice. She must be really nice. (laughs) She's got a heart for the Lord, doesn't she? (laughs) Hey, I'll take it, man. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. But look at this. What really matters most in our life? What is the priority? I want you to think about that. What is the priority that you're setting? What is it you set for yourself? And what is it that people see in your life? And, and we don't so much care about, oh, what's the neighbor's going to say? But what if, they, if you were to ask your neighbor, would they know that you're a believer? Do they know that the priority is that you're coming to church, that you are praying, that they could come knock on your door and say, hey, can you pray for me? Would, would that be something? Would that be something that, that would happen? I pray that it is because as we live our life out in front of people, they're going to say, hey, there's something different about them. And it should be something different. It didn't say we were perfect. You know, I got story, story, story on me that is not perfect. Amen. My neighbors would probably come here and go, man, let me tell you a story. Yeah. I already come clean with a weed eater. You know what happened with a weed eater? I'm all going to that. I told you about doing the donuts in the middle of the circle, right? I didn't. Oops. Anyway, but well, y'all had to look back through that, sir. <laughs> Pray for your pastor. But so what matters most? What should matter most is that we set, let the Lord, seek the Lord and let the Lord set our priorities. And so many times, I think we just take off running. Don't even consider that. You know, here it is Sunday. We're starting a new week, man, Monday. How many people got to work tomorrow? Okay. How many people plan on getting up tomorrow? It applies to everybody, then. It applies to everybody. Let the Lord set your priorities. Look at that. Man, are we truthful about that? And that's something I was thinking about. The Bible talks about where there is no vision the people perish. And I tease, I tease Tanya and I tease my mom and I tease my wife about notes. But notes don't have to be a bad thing. Because I need all the help I could get. Because I talk to a lot of people and I get going on a lot of things and sometimes I go, I knew there was something I was going to do. But what happens if you set the note of God's word out before you each day? And you start looking in there. And and, and God directs your path by you feeding on the word. We renew our mind from reading the word of God. How would that help your day? How would that help you be prepared when you deal with the folks at work? When you deal with your family? When you deal with the flat tire? When you deal with all those things? What happens, I know in my life, and I'm still working this thing, I'm right with you. But I know when I start my day with God and I allow him to order the steps of my, my life, I don't sweat it too much. I said, well, you know what? I, Lord, I, I, I was seeking you today. I'm, I'm, I'm walking with this here today. Give me some opportunities today. And sometimes those opportunities might sidetrack you a little bit. And we're going to get into that in just a minute. But look at this. Our priorities establish our direction. If we have a purpose say, hey, I'm going to get up tomorrow, I'm going to go to church, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and set that path out there. You might not get all of them done, but you've got to set a priority. You've got to set those priorities. If you want to lose weight, speaking to me, you've got to set a priority. I'm not going to eat this, I'm going to eat this. If you want to work out, I'm going to do this many sets, I'm going to do this. If you want to save money, why would it be any different in our spiritual growth? If you want to know more about God, you've got to spend more time with God. If you want to know more of His Word, you need to drink in more of His Word. We make it hard, you know. One of my buddies that's always been thin, I said, man, how do you do it? He said, I burn more calories than I eat. (laughs) Ain't that something. I burn more calories than I eat. He said it'll work for anybody. (laughs) Pass the cake. Yeah. I'm going to be up all night, you know. But it's a priority, man. Look at this. and I love this right here. Remind your heart that God is your priority. Write that down. Remind your heart. We have to remind ourselves. Make that sticky note. Put it on your mirror. Put it on the refrigerator. Put it on your alarm clock. God set my priorities today. God, you've given me life, and I lay it at your feet, to use as you please. Wow! You know what could be accomplished? Anything and everything God had a purpose for how many know we say this a lot of times sounds just like a little old nicely say if god called you to it he'll bring you through it and all that if god has called you to do something he will equip you to finish the task amen and i want you to hear this and just because you don't do it doesn't mean it's never going to get done somebody that's going to be obedient might come around and do it but i want to finish big how about you I want to finish, I don't care what they write on my tombstone or what I am probably going to have a tombstone. Put it in a box, coloring box. Sh- sh- sh, move the sharpies over, whatever. Because I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be with the Lord. How about you guys? Because why? Because of what Jesus Christ done. My priorities are set for heaven. In this, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. I put my faith in trucks in the finished work of the cross. I'm going to jump back to the story for just a minute. You turn around, the guys are walking in. It's the average day. They see the guy, they say, get up in the name of Jesus. The guy's jumping around, running around, everything else. You know what happens next? They see this as a priority. They see this as an opportunity. They start preaching Jesus.
1: 5,000
0: people get saved that day, man. 5,000 people. Guess what? They're coming out of the church. It's pretty bad when you've got to come out of the church to get saved. They're like, what's going on out there? Man, let's go out there. Next thing they've got a prayer meeting out there, and I'm going... Hey guys, come on back. I want to tell you. <laughs> no, they're out there seeing the hand of God moving through the hand of his people. And guess what they do? It's not really, you know, it just clicked in my mind. Guess what they do next? We talk about fake news and all this stuff. They had it in. I didn't even realize it. The Sanhedrin's, the, 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 the court there, the Pharisees and stuff, they go, hey man, what's going on out there? Bring them guys in here, man. We got to stop this. We can't have this right? And they come on into the court, right? And they go, what are y'all doing out there? And you know what he says? This is great boldness. You know the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, well, you know the same Jesus that y'all crucified a few weeks ago? And matter of fact, of got just got saved and stuff too? Uh, I know y'all was guilty, but because of your, your ignorance played in the part of God's master plan, don't worry about it. God forgave you when you come to him. And he's talking about, it. he said, you know, can you imagine getting up there and the time now is to shrink back? Well, I, I was just out there talking about Jesus. No, man, he's like, let me tell you what happened out there. Jesus healed that man. The name of Jesus healed that man. You know, the one that you guys, uh, you know, hung up on a cross the other day? But he rose on the third day. He's sitting at the right-hand side of God, interceding for us. He started preaching the gospel. So he went from the ordinary to the extraordinary. See, God moving, right? Speaking the word of God, standing on the name of God, right? Speaking the word of Jesus, turning around, brings everybody in. They get saved, and then they're up there, and then the fake news are coming in. we got to get rid of these guys. But they realize this. They said, man, if we, if we lock them up, they're going to lynch us. We can't do that. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to slap them on the hand and say, don't preach in the name of Jesus anymore. Oh, I love this part, too. Roll over about chapter 4. Get a chance there. And they said, You want us mere men not to preach about Jesus, and listen to you, instead of listen to God? That ain't going to happen. How about that? That's real time right there. What are you, crazy? That's not going to happen, dude. I'm going to be speaking about Jesus. I don't care what you say. And you know what they did? Okay, see ya. Let them go. See, what would happen if we stood up like that? We don't have to be indignant. We don't have to be that, but we need to be bold. And how you become bold is setting our priorities, letting God set our priorities by seeking the Lord. Amen? Everybody doing good? Let's keep on rolling. Can you tell them just got a little excited about this message? I love it. Here we go. Interruptions. Anybody ever have any? I know you have. I know you have. Let's take a look at this. Often God's invitations, write this down, look like interruptions. Woo, that'll preach all day long right there. A lot of times, God's invitations look like interruptions. The invitation, I said, well, there's too many people in a restaurant. I think I'm just going to go somewhere. I'll go through a drive-thru. I'd have missed out hanging out with folks, praying for folks, everything else, right? Who knows? Oh, man. Uh, you know, a, it seems like uh, a lot of people, there's, there's too many cars up front. I've got to walk. I don't want to do that. I'll just go to church. Tr- I'll, I'll watch online. I'm glad you can watch online. That should be your last resort. Come on in. I appreciate you watching, sharing all that. Let me tell you something. Um, through the ministry right here, I just looked in like the last 30 days. You can go back in and look at a few things. And I think it was the last seven days, 30 days, whatever, this is cool. 11,000 hours, 11,000 minutes, that's what it is, 11,000 minutes. And you guys do math, you can do 60 minutes into that. That's how many hours people have been watching the videos all over the world. And I think I think it was seven... What was it, Tim? I think I sent it to you. In the last month or so... So run me some numbers on there. Tim, 11,000 divided by 60. Could you do that while I'm still working here? I'd have to take my shoes off and pass out probably to get that high. But look at that. But God, often the invitations look like interruptions. You know, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to share this. I don't want to do this and that. But let me tell you, God could take that and multiply that. So even though we don't see that many people online at times, and I'm going to use this here, that thing doesn't lie. It clicks. It tells you how many minutes you are watching. How many times the Word of God's going out? What you got, Timmy? Okay, he's working it. That's right. We'll go to the next one. You can just jump in when you got it. Let's see there. Now let's go back to verse three. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked for money. And Peter straight, looked straight at him, as, as John did. Then Peter said, "Look at us." So the man, that he gave the man attention. The man gave him attention, expecting to get something from them. You know what? He sold God so much shorter. A lot of times we expect, you know, this is what we need and everything. you got a number, don't you? 183 hours. Can you imagine somebody listening to me for 183 hours? Pray for them people. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is, through your support and through the things that God has allowed us to do, that's just in a short time frame. I'd like to look back over a year. That's 103 hours of somebody hearing about Jesus. 183 hours. Somebody hearing about Jesus, man. That's important all over the world. At night when they can't sleep, when they're going to work, who knows? So technology can be good. But let's go back to this. The man was expecting just a couple of bucks. And he got healed. How do you put a price tag on that? You know, sometimes there's people that come to church just so their their girlfriend won't yell at them or their their mom's going to keep them happy. And they end up coming in an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. When? Yeah, that's pretty good stuff. So we don't want to miss out. Let's keep on going here. Where are we at? Let's go down to six. And I went through some of this. It's worth repeating. Then Peter says, silver gold I do not have. Let's walk through this a little bit. We're going through here. Taking his right hand. We talked about that. I want to again tell you, look, the things that seem like an interruption jump in because they might be an invitation. We go back through a little bit more. And the man jumps up and everybody starts seeing what God has done and they were filled with wonder and amazement of what happened. When you leave church, do you share something that that God has revealed to you or showed you? When you go out and your waitress is waiting on you, do you get to tell them about it? When you get home, do you call somebody and say, man, you missed church today? Let me tell you what God showed us. We went through this passage, I don't know how many times, but we say something new today. We got a new revelation of what God's doing today. We talked about the healing. We talked about the name of Jesus. We talked about boldness. We talked about all these things. How can you sit on the sideline and just go, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. No, we're talking about the name of Jesus. This is amazing. I want you guys to tune in to what you might think is an interruption and realize, see, that it's an invitation. I know that there's invitations all the time. Terry shared last week. She went to get something. She didn't want to go to Burger King. Didn't have, didn't leave, you didn't leave nothing at Burger King, did you? Right? And it's like, oh, okay. But God told you to go. And then she has an encounter and gets to pray with somebody. Share Jesus with them. Fellowship. That's amazing. I love it when you guys share the stories. It's, it's, it's awesome. Because out of that one step of obedience, you know, no doubt we're thinking, no, I want pizza. Burger King. You know, listen when God is, is speaking. Focus. Put the attention on him. And you know what? Maybe a couple of uh, interruptions are not going to be that bad. Maybe the things that, that you are allowing to interrupt are the ones that are causing you from experiencing a greater things of God, right? Priorities. had a guy tell me the other day, he said, man, you know, and and I'm not picking on phones. I got one, you know, and I use it all the time. But you come home, you're gone for eight hours probably. You're going to work eight hours. So say you take 30 minutes to get there, 30 minutes to get home. Next thing you know, out of this whole time, man, you've done put in about 12 hours. If your kids are little, you only got a real little window to spend with them. And if you're on there checking us and looking at that and all this stuff, what is your priority? If that's God telling you that's a priority, that's fine. But I believe our family is a priority as well. I believe what they see is a lot of things that I deal with in ministry and stuff are learned behaviors. You know what I mean? Well, I don't understand why they do this. Why, did anybody help them set their priorities? Did anybody show them that, that this is the way to go? So in the midst of those interruptions, evaluate, evaluate the interruptions and see if they're not really invitations they might be some invitations and I hope that we see that today through all this there's so many different things that we look at here I said you know when when we look at those things how many times people sometimes feel like that's really cool and I see it in the Bible and buddy you're kind of outgoing and I know you talk a lot a lot a lot (laughs) Um, but that's not me that's not what I do I want to tell you that's okay you're not supposed to look like me or her or him and this and that. Never underestimate the power of your God working in your life. Okay, I want you to hear that today. Maybe you're, you're, you're the prayer. Maybe you're the, the ear, the one that listens. You know? Maybe you're the one that just says, hey, look, let's, let's, let's re, regroup here. Maybe you're the one that's going to start teaching and preaching and, and speaking into somebody and say, look, maybe it's okay. You can turn your life from now. You can repent from that and come back to Christ. That gentle gentle voice. See, everybody doesn't need somebody in their face. Somebody just needs a whisper in their ear. Somebody just needs a hand to hold. I want to continue to remember uh, Danette's granny. Got a lot going on. A lot going on. And uh, me and Miles, she was at the hospital. I think she's back home now, right Miles? Every time I get to go to visit granny is a blessing. I mentioned this before, as a pastor, you get calls to come visit people. Sometimes it's 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 kind of tough because you know things are, are not healthy, you know, sick and things like that. Every time that I go to visit her, you know what she does? I love this. She's in her chair, and she tells me to bring a chair over. And I get to sit beside. He says, darling, I just want to see your face. And she holds my hand the whole time I'm there, and we talk about everything. We talk about God. We talk about family. We talk about all types of things. Anything else going on? I know she doesn't feel good. I know she's got some concerns and stuff, but I know she loves the Lord. Those precious moments that I get when somebody, let me tell you this, when somebody invites me over and their loved one um, are going through a trial. I'm very, very, very aware. I don't want to take anybody else's time up. I don't want to be sitting there when Aunt Sally comes over or whatever like that. But if they give me the window, I'm going to go. I try my best to go. Me and Miles run up to the hospital the other day and it's talking to her. Of course, I always pick at her a little bit. you know. Granny, what you doing in here? I don't know. You know what she did? She grabs my hand. I love it. And she rolls over and she's looking right in my face. And she says, hey, look. Darling, if something happens, I want you to say a few words at my funeral. See, that's a privilege. I'm not looking forward to that, but that's a privilege because she's teaching me so much, just like many of the, your other loved ones that I've had the privilege to, to spend time with. And I'm there, and you know I'm going to get real serious and stuff at times, and I go, well, Granny, if you go first, I'll do that. But if I go first, you think you can find something to say good about me? She says... I reckon, darling, I reckon. <laughs> don't you just love it? And in the midst of that, the lady says, uh, excuse me, uh, I, need your, I need your finger for a minute. She said, you're going to give it back, ain't you? <laughs> I love that lady, man. She's a blessing. But see, you can say, well, that's an interruption, man. I got stuff to do. No, no, no. That's a blessing. That's an opportunity. That's an opportunity that, that, that I get to speak to somebody, and I don't know how much more time they got. But guess what? How much time y'all got? You don't know. I don't know. I I try to preach every sermon like it's my very last one. They say, well, what was it? I saw that guy passed away or something the other day. Well, what's the last thing he was doing? Pointing to Jesus. Pointing to Jesus. Pointing to Jesus. You know? So with all those things, go back through the word of God. I want you guys to take the time this week. Read that story. Acts chapter 3 and 4. And go back and look at some of the things that we talked about today. And I pray it's a blessing to you. I know I covered a lot of ground, but I'm, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit will, will take that message and bring out what needs to be brought out for you and you and you and you and you and you. For me, it was about today. I was looking at all the things that I, I allowed to grab my attention that maybe I don't need them to be in my attention. I was looking back through here. I said, look at this. attention. Well, I said, be alert, be mindful, ask questions stretch grow volunteer don't wait to be violent told that's a good word I never heard that before y'all might have heard it. one of my buddies he was telling me I said what'd you do last night he said well I was violent told to do this I said oh that's a word isn't it you don't have to be violent told volunteer what else Set those priorities. Let God set them. Holy Spirit direct them and let Jesus model them. We have a model in Jesus Christ. You say, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know how I should live my life. Open the word of God. Look at the life of Jesus. Look at how God worked through those folks. How many people know some of the disciples had a little shady background? How many people know that your pastor probably has a shady background? <laughs> Amen? I was driving last night real fast. And I know we're getting long in there. I was going across the East Hampton Bridge. Right, I was talking to my buddy. I said, I almost died right there. He said, what? I said, I thought I told you that story. I will not tell you the story again. I said, man, years ago, I went to a Christmas party and somebody spiked my drink. Me. <laughs> and I ran from the cops and I had to swim across over there. He said, you can't swim. I said, you I know. <laughs> hey, try swimming it <laughs> on Christmas Eve. You know, we all got a pass, man. We all got a pass. What's Kevin always said, He said, I wasn't always an electrician. I always say, I wasn't always a preacher, right? But I'm not going to let that stop me to be who God called me to be. Because he's given me a fresh start. And he'll give you a fresh start. Look at this here. I want to get to this last one. I appreciate y'all being so patient with me today. You get to Acts chapter 4, verse 12. And this is when they're in the court and everything. I want you guys, please read the story. And this is what they say. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Boom. That's what I'm talking about. That's the deal. That's the message. The name above all names. When you get in a bad spot, call on the name of Jesus. When you're in a good spot, praise the name of Jesus. Amen. When people say, what do you believe? In the name of Jesus. That's the deal. See, this is what happens a lot of times. You can find people talk with you about God all day long. Oh God, oh God, this is it. But, but when you bring it in and, and you talk about the one true God with the capital G and you say, Jesus, they go, You ever heard anybody use the Lord's name in vain? Okay. Have you ever heard anybody use Buddha's name to cuss on? He Ain't got no power. See, the devil tries to twist it around. Well, don't use it for cussing, use it for praising. The name of Jesus. So with that being said, I'm going to bring our focus back to where we started. In your life, there's some everyday things, right? Get up, get the newspaper, go to the store, all these different things. Ask the Lord to direct your steps, your priorities. And and realize this, many of the interruptions are really opportunities. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for the word today, and I pray that you make it so much more than what I could ever do. Lord, you are amazing, Lord, and you use us... Broken vessels, but Lord, you still pour through us. Lord, you use us with paths that are shady and different things like that. But you make us new in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for that. If somebody's listening today, if somebody's sitting here today and says, man, I'm too far gone. That is a lie, lie, lie of the enemy. Let me tell you that Jesus is good. And God paid the price for you through his son, Jesus Christ. The death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. He came and he paid your sin debt in full. He died on a cross. He shed his blood to purchase our sin. That's what, was, that's what it cost, a perfect sacrifice. Jesus was and is the perfect sacrifice. And when he comes back again, it's not to die on the cross again. It's come to bring us home to our heavenly home. When he says, come up hither, are you ready? Are you ready today? Are you excited about what God has done and what he's going to do? God, give us fresh eyes today to take this message in that power of the Holy Spirit that's in us to make those good decisions, make those course corrections, Lord. Help us today, Lord, to understand there is no other name given to man by which we must be saved. His name's Jesus. Let me tell you, friends, today is your day. If you just, oh, I just happened to flick on this uh, on the internet. No, you know what? Listen close, man. Listen close. If you're here today and you say, yeah, I've been coming for a while and it's nice and this and that. Or, well, I just happened to come. Somebody invited me today. Let me tell you, this message is for anybody and everybody that, Lord, they got ears out of here. Friends, I'm going to tell you what. The Bible's very clear. It says, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God what does that mean buddy break it down what does that mean that means we've all blown it that means we deserve hell but God loved us and he gave us a choice you got a choice you don't have to go there you can be with him and the choice is this choosing to put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross the death, burial, and resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ he says that we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved and then ask God to forgive you turn from our sin and turn back to him and Lord help us walk this out Help us continue to grow in you. Help us to be who you called us to be. There is a better way. It's him. He's the only way. He's the truth, the way, the life. And man, I pray today. I pray today. Lord, you take this message and seal it in our hearts. For those that know you, that have been walking with you, Lord, help us to, to, to look very close and intently. At the, to put our attention on what's in front of us, Lord, each day. Maybe it's the next door neighbor. Maybe it's somebody at the gas station. Maybe it's, it's, it's somebody at school. Maybe, I don't know. But you know, Lord, and tug on our heart. And Lord, give us the boldness to be what you want us to be at the time you want us to be it and the way you want us to be it so that you're glorified and lives are transformed by the power of the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. We got a song that we're going to sing yet. Yeah. I will. Very good. Very, very good. Stand to your feet if you desire to. If you want to snap and clap uh, from where you're at, that's great too.
1: Where well, the hours move right past. World keeps spinning, was it turning low so fast? Life keeps changing from green to red. Harder I work, well, the less I get ahead. Now i this is be a better way? I don't know. I need some answer real fast, so I'm going down. There's a low-flying aircraft. Can you fix that? What in the world? There we go. Weird. One, two, 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 two. Yeah. I, what in the
0: world that is. I think it's there. That's isn't it great that we're live when that happens? Yes, yes indeed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I don't know going
0: on. You know what it is. Guy's, guy's gonna work in the midst of that, isn't he? <laughs> hey, I wanna hey. tell you something real fast. I want to tell you something real fast as this goes on. It's so funny. We wrote this song a long time ago. And this song is just, you know, there's got to be a better way. And there are things that happen just like this, meltdowns and things like that. And I had an opportunity to pitch some of these songs to a record company a long time ago. And, and they're pretty brutal, you know. And they sent it back. And, you know, and you guys listen to this. And I was talking about, you know, it has got to be a better way. got to be a better way. And ultimately, I point to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the guy wrote back and goes, man, it sounds like you're very depressed. And this sounds like a suicidal song. And I go, <laughs> Did you hear the last line? <laughs> Jesus is coming back. And so, you know, all the time that the enemy, please fix that, but if you can. Yeah. Uh, all the time the enemy is trying to turn away and turn down things that uh, God is doing. Yeah, can you turn the mic down? Because it's going crazy. Yeah. Anyway, um, so with all of that being said, you know what? God's good, and we're going to sing this song, regardless. We are. We can do it. Just y'all sing loud, and then it won't matter. It's all good. I love it. One, two. Are
1: we starting from the beginning? Let's yeah. roll it back, Let's go. There
0: you
1: go. <laughs> Woo! It's all yeah. good. The time keeps ticking, where the hours move right past. World keeps spinning, because it's turning off so fast. Life keeps changing from green to red. The harder I work, well, the less I get ahead And I'm getting out Cause there's gotta be a better way I'm getting out now, baby Cause I just can't live this way I'm tired of being shackled from nine to five When Friday comes, well, I barely got a dime Saturday and Sunday Well I'm out with my friends Come Monday morning Well I'm doing time again And I'm getting out Cause there's gotta gotta be a a better better way way. Yeah
0: Well I need some answers
1: real bad So I'm going down on my knees And pray And every time I turn around Oh, that devil's trying to hold me down, but I know I must break free, cause the Lord of above has surely got a better way for me. Oh. Live your life by the dollar sign. Keep your eyes on the law and leave your troubles behind. Tell all your brothers and your sisters the facts. It won't be long till all law will be coming back and he'll get us out. Cause he's the truth and the way. Yeah, yeah. So, people, now you better be ready. Cause the day might be today. Old so people, now you better be ready because the day might be the day. Just might be the day.
0: And sometimes you just got to struggle a little bit to get through there. But you know what? Years ago, that would have really drove me crazy. But I know this in the midst of those things, God's good. In the midst of those regular things, you know, you don't touch buttons and something changes. You go through life and things don't change. And then all of a sudden, they start to change. You say, how am I going to respond to that? You've got a choice how you're going to respond. So you know what? I appreciate you guys keep on smiling. We're going to sing that song regardless of I had to get out of here and get the spoons out, you know? So friends, I appreciate you guys hanging out. You know, what you see here is real life, real church. And we follow a real God. And he is in the grace business, the loving business, and the restoration business. I pray that you're encouraged by the word today. Man, pass this on, share it with somebody, and I pray that your life is transformed by the power of God's love. Amen. Bye-bye.